Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, 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 it's Denise here. Welcome to Chill and Prosper, my weekly podcast about, you know, just fun stuff like money mindset and millionaire mindset and all the good things. Okay, so today we're talking about this idea of um, balancing money and freedom and work and how we really define freedom for ourselves. Now, freedom is one of those words that has multiple meanings for everybody. Okay, so I want to acknowledge that straight off the top. It's it's almost a word that's become a little bit meaningless sometimes, um, sometimes even quite mocked in the in the world of personal development because it's just like, oh, freedom, you know, and it's it can be very, very misunderstood, I think. So I want to have a conversation about it to um, for us all to get a little bit more defined in in what freedom means to us so we can make steps towards more of it in our lives. Okay. So there's actually one other thing that I want to, um, be a bit of a segue, right? So, you know, when things go in and out of fashion and then there's backlashes around things and stuff like that. So every now and again, I see people go, uh, who would, who would even want to retire their husband or the retire their partner? Like, uh, what a pathetic thing to want, want for it. And so I saw this recently and like, I get it, you know, especially some personalities, mavericks especially, they like going against the grain of things, right? And so it's just it's, it's just a personality type. They like, you know, stirring things up or whatever, right? But I was sitting there, I was like, ah, oh, and it felt like a bit personal because I was like, I've talked so much about retiring um, my husband, Mark, but actually this is, this is the thing that I think is so important, I think, for entrepreneurs and really honoring, especially if you're a mother, Okay, so for me, I never had the goal of going, oh, I want to retire Mark because it's this badge of honor. I actually really realized that I really struggled to be a mother in the way that like modern mothering is, right? And so Mark had a nine to five career and I was trying to have a business and juggle parenting. And so when I had my first baby and then I was just like, well, this sucks that you leave at 7.30 and come home at like six o'clock or, you know, eight o'clock, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And I was like, this really sucks. And so I know that my desire to retire Mark from work, it was totally selfish because I wanted that freedom to go, hang on, why do I have to do the breakfasts and the school stuff myself? I wanted a co-partner in that. And that means for us, like, I mean, I'll talk about this later, but we're, we are shifting and changing the way we work because I don't really want to work super heavily with Mark forever. But it was that freedom that I was really craving to go, oh, well, I don't want to have to do all the things myself, you know? So I think if like, I don't know, there's a whole debate we can do about childcare and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, that really sucks because corporate life isn't great for parents, you know, it really isn't. So anyway, that whole freedom thing, I just wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. That's always been the thing for me. Um, I hate being told what to do. I hate having to do things for someone, right? And so what does freedom mean 
for you. What does that mean for you? And so we've got to look at it, if you were looking at from like the wheel of life, right? Have you ever done that exercise where you go, you look at different categories and you give them a score and you look at it like spokes on a wheel, right? And so zero is maybe the inner part of the spoke, 10 is the outer part of the spoke. And you would look at different areas of your life and give it a score. And not everyone's got like this perfect little circle. Most of us is all over the place, right? So if you were to look at that in the context of freedom and what freedom would mean for you in those areas, usually we think of it as money, right? We go, I want to be financially free. Well, what does that mean? So the definition usually of that is that money you have coming in from investments, from passive income, from those kind of sources exceeds your expenses. So you don't have to work. Now, you might be surprised to learn that, you know, I'm kind of working on it now but um, and getting more serious about it. But like I've made millions and millions of dollars, but I wouldn't say that there was a point where I was like, oh, I don't have to work anymore. Like, I still wanted to have those big launch numbers and those big launches to be able to buy the things I wanted to buy. And so I kind of got into a bit of a phase in, um, I would say, yeah, five years ago or so where I was just like, oh, what's next? Like, oh, let's buy another house. Oh, let's do a bigger house. Oh, let's do the thing. And I had gotten to a stage where I'd paid off my mortgage and then I was like, oh, bigger house. And then paid off that mortgage. Oh, bigger house. And um, so I wasn't financially free and I'm still like, as I said, I'm, I'm getting closer to it, but what does that mean? Like if, am I not completely financially free? No, I've got a lot of freedom. You know, I've got a lot of freedom to be, do and have most things that I want, but not necessarily by that textbook definition of financial freedom. So I want you to think about for you, because you can do this now in, in big and small ways. So I think one of the points for me where I felt like, oh, I don't have to look at grocery prices. I don't have to look at the price of milk. I don't have to go, can I buy the really nice tomatoes on the vine or do I have to buy the cheap tomatoes that taste a bit watery? For me, that is financial freedom, right? And that is a specific thing for me to be able to say, I don't have to look at grocery prices. That's not saying I'm like, going and buying gold bars. Like there's just a certain point where it's like your grocery costs are your grocery costs, right? But everyone knows that feeling if you've been really tight and you've had to look at every single thing that goes in your basket, what that feels like versus being on the other side of it where it's like, you know what, if I get the nicer bread, it's not going to break the bank. And I know that there's going to be money in my bank account. Okay. That is a massive privilege of freedom that actually doesn't have anything to do with that traditional sense of you know, that passive income and investments exceed your expenses, right? It just means that there is more than enough that you don't have to worry about that thing. Um, There's a couple of other areas in my life where I just decided not to stress about it. And one of those things is um, art supplies. You know, I actually don't really like buying my kids a lot of toys, even though I I have a lot of money. Um, I love the freedom of just being able to go, yes. Can I have some more paint? Yes. Can Can I buy this brush? Yes. Um, as long as we're going to use it. Can I buy a canvas? Yes. That for me feels really free. Um, Other decisions around things like my travel, you know, so again, if we're looking at, you know, the wheel of life, it's like money, but where in the money? Do you want to have freedom around, I don't want to have to worry about the bills anymore. 
well, okay, well, what does that what does that look like for you? How much money is that going to take for you to have that? Because our number, our freedom number, is all very different. You know, depending on where depending on where you live, like what standard of living you you have, that enoughness is totally different for each one of us. So, like, how do you figure that out? Well, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. I know Tim Ferriss has got a really great um, spreadsheet around this, right? Uh, And I'll link to it in the show notes because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, he calls it dreamlining. And actually, if you just probably Google Tim Ferriss dreamlining, he's got a a spreadsheet for it. And it's you look at like what does it cost for your life, but also what are some of the dreams that you have and breaking those down into monthly figures. And then it kind of gives you a bit of a number. It spits out a number at the end. It's just kind of like, well, that's the number that I would – Um, need next to feel abundant and free in these decisions, right? And so sometimes even in the uh, doing that exercise, you start to go, but am I allowed to go to, you know, ballet three times a week? Like, why not put it in the spreadsheet and see what it would cost for you to have that and not have to think about it, not have to think about um, saying yes to art supplies and things like that, right? So if you look at that money thing. Now, where, where I said one of those aspects for me is travel. So I always travel business class. Like I don't even have to think about that anymore. I know that I will travel business class. And the cool thing is too that most of the time when I travel, I'm traveling for a speaking gig. And so that is just in my proposal. It's just like you want me to speak, it is going to cost this amount of money for me to even just get out the door. Okay. And so a friend, um, well, I have a lot of friends who ask me to speak at their conferences and I'm like, babe, I'm totally happy to like, you know, do a deal for you on my speaker's fee if you want, but you have to understand that I can only travel business class internationally, especially because it's such a long way from Australia to anywhere in the world. Right. And so a business class flight, Sydney to say LA, that can be $10,000, a huge amount of money, right? But that is, for me, that is that freedom. I never have to think about, am I going to be in economy? Oh, am I going to get an aisle seat? Oh, am I going to get the thing? It's like, I'm always going to have a flatbed, no matter what. And there's a freedom in that, right, for me. And so I know that when you know what that number is, and you know what your standards are around that, then somehow what happens is that everything kind of rises to meet that. You know, and like, I don't have to expend energy on having a conversation with someone about speaking at their conference because I know that they've already seen what my speaker's fee is and they know what, um, what it's going to cost for me to even get out the door. And by the way, again, that, that 10 grand, which would just, and sometimes it's like 11, 13, depending on where I'm going in the world. That's like, that's not even anything for me. That's not even the speech. That's just literally getting me out the door. Right. But I have so much peace around that now. And that's the freedom for me, not having to make the decision, not having to decide. Um, And you might go around, you know, the wheel and go, okay, what would health look like for me? Well, what's freedom for me around health? Is it around, um, you know, having a personal trainer? Is it around food? Is it around um, acceptance and love of my body? What is it that would be freedom in that for you? friendships, you know, and sometimes I look at um, community and things like that. 
you do have to look at this every couple of years and go, am I, do I feel supported? Do I feel like I've got friends that it's easy or it's hard? Like what would that look like to have freedom around community and freedom around friendships? And for me, I need low drama friends. I need people who accept and love me. Um, who it's really the drama thing for me. As soon as someone starts to be a bit needy or dramery, I'm like, oh, I'm, no, I cannot face this. So that's, that doesn't feel like freedom for me, right? And so you start to look at all the different areas of your life and, um, and go, what does that look like? Specifically, what does that look like for me? Ease, joy, freedom, Okay, Um, let's have a quick break. I want to talk about what that looks like a little bit in your business sometimes too, some things that you might not have thought about. And then, um, yeah, all right, I'll see you in a sec. Yeah. Hi, I'm Emmeline Murray, a marketing strategist and coach from New Zealand. I joined Money Bootcamp back in 2021 after reading Denise's book, Chillpreneur. I was at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey trying everything to grow my business but feeling really frustrated and exhausted. At first I was really nervous to invest in Money Bootcamp but it really has turned out to be one of the best investments I've made in the last few years. Strengthening my money mindset has not only paid off in my business but also in my personal life and relationships. Money Bootcamp is one of the best online communities I've ever been part of where the members are so supportive and always ready to give words of encouragement so whatever your goals are wherever you currently are in life you won't regret joining and thanks Denise for being such an empathetic and fun mentor and building such a cool community okay welcome back we're talking about freedom okay and this is where if you have said I want to be free I want to be financially free this is where we get into the nitty-gritty of what that means for you okay so we've already spoken about that in terms of you know what would that look like for groceries, travel, friendships or whatever. Let's look about what that would look like in your business to create a little bit more freedom. Okay, so when I first started my business um, and I was doing coaching, one-on-one coaching, I was just like, I will be available whenever you want to be available. I was just like, yep, I will start at 4.30 in the morning. And why did I start that early? Because I was trying to service an international market. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, I can't expect people in the UK to stay up too late. And I can't expect people in America um, to get up too early. I'll just be available for all the times. And so I was doing that six days a week. I took Sundays off, but you could literally book me from anything from 4.30 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Australian time. <laughs> and I, I could only take on maybe, I don't know, 10 clients a week before I, I got a bit burnt out. So um, what I realized was that was not freedom for me. It did not feel like freedom. And I decided then, I was like, okay, I'm only going to do between nine and five. I'm only going to do Monday to Friday. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to shorten those days and you can you can book me like Tuesday to Friday. And similar thing happened when I started doing podcast interviews. You know, people would be like, oh, what, can we do this time? And finally, I just went, okay, unless it's like Oprah or someone really big, I'm like, I will get up for Oprah. But I was like, if you want me on your podcast, you can have me on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I would just block out time in my calendar and they would book it in. And what I found was 95% of people would just go, okay, I'll book that time. And every now and again, someone would say, oh, look, those times don't work for me. Yeah, no problem. But I had that freedom of like, I didn't have the back and forth. I had got some freedom back in my week, but I got a lot more done. 
Okay, so uh, it was a very specific thing for me, but I was like, doesn't it feel free if I have to be obligated all the time? Okay, so it felt free to go, here is when I'm available. And what I found too, that people would be like, oh, it's, you know, 4.30 in the morning for me, um, but I'm so grateful that you're on my podcast. And I was like, oh, babe, you could have just said like, I'm sure I would have, you know, gone over that. But most of the time people just believe you and they go, oh, okay, cool. So then I had more time freedom. I could go to the movies with my friend Marissa Roberts, you know, every week, which we do. Um, I could have Mondays just to do nothing. I had my evenings for a little bit more mental space. But then you can take it down in a more, even more granular way. So then I set up my phone so I wouldn't get alerts at a certain time. I took email off my phone. Um just to have a little bit more of that spaciousness freedom, right? A little bit more of that space. Um, the other thing happened for me around my money boot camp. So those of you who have been there for a long time, you've seen that, you know, at the start, it was just me in that group. I was the only moderator and I was the Mickey Mouse of the group, right? Oh, hey guys, hey guys. But I was also, you know, like having to enforce boundaries and do all the things. And, um, that was 24-7, seven days a week for me, 365 days of the year, literally. I, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, what an idiot. Um, and it was fine until it wasn't. It was fine until people would tag me on Christmas Day and say, hey, can you look at this thing? Or, hey, what do you think about that? It was fine until people overstepped the boundaries of like self-promotion. And it was fine until people would start fights in there at, at like 9 p.m. my time. And I'd just be like, oh, no, now I can't go to sleep because I need to break up this silly fight. And so that was not freedom for me. Okay. And so it took me years, right? It took me like eight years um, to, I think, you know, it took me like, yeah, I think it was like eight years to even get um, a moderator, an extra moderator in there. <laughs> and then it was like, I only took weekends off, I reckon, like a year or two ago in that group. I was still in there on weekends. And so then I was like, okay, I need this freedom because when someone joins Money Bootcamp and, you you know, if you're in there, you understand. It's like you don't get 24-hour access to me. That's not what you're buying. You know, you're buying a container that I curate, that I've created. You're buying a body of work. You're, you're getting access to a community. But that doesn't mean that you get me 24-7. And it took me so long to realize that, that um, that freedom that I desired didn't make me selfish. It didn't make me unkind. It didn't make me uncaring for my clients. But it was just like, of course, I'm not going to be available 24-7 to answer questions in a community group. Of course, everyone should behave themselves and not like start fights. Of course, people should stick to the rules of the group. That's what I needed for that freedom and peace of mind for myself is to not only have community managers in there, but have an expectation that's like, you're a grown up. Like you don't get to talk to me like this. And it actually, um, oh God, it's happened so rarely that I do remember when things happen, but someone like went on a real rant in that group and it was like, how dare you, you know, I've bought this group and I have access to you. And I was just like, I felt really horrible. And then I was like, even if you paid me a million dollars a year, you do not have 24 hours access to me. Even if I was your coach and you were literally paying me 20, like a million dollars a year, this would still be not okay. And it was just such a great moment for me to go, ah, like that's not freedom for me to do that. 
And it still means that I can be kind and generous and all of those things, but no, that doesn't work for me. So you might have heard some examples already of things that you go, oh yeah, that's not freedom for me. Oh, that's not freedom for me. I'll give you another couple of examples. Obligations. Obligations. So um, Mark, my husband, is a joiner. He is a volunteer, right? And so the very first parent-teacher's evening he went to, he volunteered to be vice president (laughs) because he was like, no one else is going to step up, so I'm going to step up. And then like a year later, then he found himself being president. You know, and then he was president for like two years and, and then he was like, no one's going to step up. And I'm like, well, they have to, you know, and then we, we moved schools and I was like, well, they're going to, they're going to find someone. And they was fine. Right. And so then in this next um, school, when we started a new school, I was like, please don't volunteer for this because this, that's not freedom. Like, I know you want to give back and you want to, um, you know, help out, but our value as a family is freedom, abundance, adventure, and joy. And so when we both overload our schedules, when we say yes to too many things, that takes away the freedom, which then feels like we don't have an abundance of time, which feels like then we don't have time and energy to have adventures, which means we don't have any joy, right? So that's a tricky thing around obligations. And I want you to think about where in your life this is um, starting to creep in and where the guilt has crept in too. Um, uh, this is really personal. I hope no one is listening who feels bad about this, but I, um, I joined the country women's association. So there's a couple of different equivalents in different countries. I can't remember what it's called in the UK, but it's, you know, like the, the women's institute or something like that, where, um, especially like it was rural, rural country women who would come together and they'd learn to bake and they'd do all these cool things. And so I joined the one near my farm, which is, you know, about maybe about an hour away from where I lived. And I went there for the first meeting and, um, you know, like I'm in my 40s. All the women are in there, I'd say 70s and 80s on average. And I remember sitting there and I mean, these women, they do amazing things in Australia. They advocate for for they were the ones to advocate for seatbelts, um, for children in the backseat of cars, for school zones, um, for speeding, you know, things. Amazing, amazing women, right? But um, they're not super tech savvy, right? So they're sitting there and they're going, okay, so someone's, oh, my, my cousin's going to set up a Facebook or my son's going to do this thing. And I was sitting there thinking, I could do all of this in like two seconds. I could have my laptop here. I could just do it. I could make it happen so quickly. And then um, I went to one of the days where they were selling scones for fundraising and I was like, I'd never felt so tall and like young and strong in my life because these, I mean, these are workhorse, just amazing, energetic women, but like I'm only five foot four, but I was like taller than most of them. And they were like, Denise, can you like get that thing off the shelf? And I was like, yes, I will. And I'm like, oh, let me take out the bins. And I just felt so strong and like awesome. But I realized too, I felt, I was sitting there thinking, I have to be responsible for this group. Like when all of these ladies like, you know, retire, I'm going to have to be responsible. So I realized again, I've got this habit of feeling like I have to do all the things. And I find all these extra ways of stripping out my freedom but I felt guilty because I remember them, they said to me, you know, oh, we didn't think we'd see you again. And I was like, yeah, because, 
you know, I'd come in and I'd go, oh, yeah, I was in New York last week. Oh, I've got a kid's carnival. And I just went, it's not the right time in my life to be involved in this organization. I think I will in the future. But I felt really guilty about it. But I felt guilty either way because I was like, oh, I don't have the freedom. But then I'm like, oh, I, I should. I should. And they need me to empty the bins. Um, so, yeah, again, I hope that didn't offend anyone in a country women's association because I love them. But it's just that, again, it's that part of my personality that is like, where else can I get involved? I'm responsible for all the things. And you're not. You're absolutely not. So what does this mean then um, for you? It's looking at where you don't have freedom, where these things have crept in, where boundaries have crept in, where you um, are feeling resentful, where you don't have freedom. Okay. And then, as I said, you can you can look up the Tim Ferriss dreamlining spreadsheet. Start to plug numbers in and see what your freedom number is. That might not be the number that means, you know, you never have to work again, but it's just like, what does that number mean for you to feel a bit more free about things? And knowing that that will shift and change over time. Okay. It's totally okay for you to change your standards of living, to change your definitions, to um, renegotiate commitments so you can have more freedom. Okay. And so for, for me this year is um, I... Um, working towards being literally financially free, so really making sure my investments and all those things are squared away, paying off some of the mortgages. When I say mortgages, I, ha- I have multiple, multiple investment properties. And um, and just getting really clear on what that means for me and freedom. Um, and I really want to hear what that means for you as well. So always you know, send me a, a note, reach out, but um, – freedom. What does that mean? Let's get it more specific. All right. So um, let's, uh, I've got one last thing to share with you after this final break. Okay. I'll see you in a sec. Hi there. My name is Charlotte. I am a mindfulness coach, a spiritual uh, teacher and mentor from Sweden. What Money Bootcamp helped me do was first and foremost uh, reconnect to my inherent uh, natural abundance. And to give you a more concrete example, um, I was doing one of the exercises in the boot camp uh, called Energetic Income. And this was just when I was, when I had actually joined uh, the boot camp. And I'd done it, and then I get a text from my mom. Uh, saying that, well, it's going to be your birthday soon, so I'm just going to transfer um, 10000 to your account. And I was like, <laughs> this stuff freaking works. Um, so if you're considering uh, joining Money Bootcamp um, and working with Denise, I can just say, do it. And if not for the awesome content, then for the community. Uh, I have never been part of a community of sisters who are powerful, abundant, wealthy, money-wise as well, um, such as this. So it's your time and you're ready for the next step. Okay, so my final thought for you really is freedom is a state of mind. So don't judge what other people consider financial freedom for themselves. Don't judge what other people's work capacities are, what their energetic capacities are. Don't feel guilty about what you need to thrive. You know, if you only want to work a couple of hours a week, that's totally fine. If you want to have certain hours or days that are non-negotiable, 
that's totally fine too. Okay, but think about what that freedom means for you. Um, also, I, I do have a free resource on setting goals. If you go to denisedt.com slash goals, um, and sometimes we don't know what we're working towards. And so as they say in, you know, Alice in Wonderland, um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And so if you don't know what financial freedom means for you, like, well, how are you going to know where you're even there? How do you know when you're even arrived at it? So again, that's denisedt.com slash goals. But yeah, freedom is for you to define and to decide. And I think it's totally possible. And don't, don't, it's not freedom forever. What would be freedom for you for this year, for this month, for this week? And, um, and work towards it. All right. Well, I'll see you on next week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.